the Public News Service Daily Newscast, June the 10th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Americans concerned about gun violence are rallying this weekend to put pressure on lawmakers to pass gun safety measures in the wake of mass shootings in Uvalde, Texas, Buffalo, New York, and elsewhere. We head first to West Virginia. On Thursday, the U.S. House passed a bill to nationalize red flag laws, allowing a court to temporarily block a person deemed to be a danger to themselves or others from purchasing firearms. President of the American Federation of Teachers in West Virginia, Fred Albert, says he's recently spoken with Democratic West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and believes Manchin will take action on the issue. He definitely supports Doing something that is going to help, and what that something is, I guess they're debating that right now in Congress. Earlier this week, the senator told CNN he would support raising the gun purchasing age to 21. The Giffords Law Center says West Virginia doesn't require residents to get a background check or a permit to carry a loaded concealed gun in public. In 2020, the Mountain State had the 14th highest gun death rate in the nation. Opponents of stricter gun safety laws argue that they penalize law-abiding gun owners and don't reduce violent crime. The rally is at noon Saturday at the state capitol. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. And in Ohio, Michelle Dillingham with the Cincinnati Federation of Teachers says there is a unified call for reforms to address the public health crisis of gun violence. This is not a celebration, right? This is traumatic. We are seeing an unacceptable level of gun violence on school grounds, traumatizing our youth and their families. And so this will march to compel lawmakers to make common sense gun reform. And in New Hampshire, a high school sophomore, Arika Roy, is an organizer of the March for Our Lives rally that's going to happen in Nashua this Saturday. Me personally, and just to most students in general, it's important for us to raise the gun at owning age from 18 to 21 and just to enact stricter policies and enact background checks and whatnot. Now from Reuters, the chairman of the congressional panel probing the deadly 2021 attack on the Capitol by Donald Trump supporters on Thursday opened the hearings into the causes of the violence by accusing the former president of being at the center of a conspiracy to thwart democracy. Democrat Benny Thompson, the committee's chair, said in an opening statement the violence was no accident. It was Trump's last stand. Republican Vice Chair Liz Cheney said the motivation for many involved in the attack was Trump's repeated debunked claims the election was stolen. This is PNS. Promoting the theme Unity in Community, the Hispanic Access Foundation has partnered with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to bring COVID-19 vaccine clinics to Latino churches in three Texas communities. Ari Garcia is the secretary for Hope of Life Church of God in Houston. They want more people to either get vaccinated or, she says, at least get the right resources about the vaccines. We've seen a lot of people that are still getting sick today. Even when they use a mask, people are still getting the virus. So I think it's important, and I tell them it's still around. The Hope of Life Church of God in Houston is offering vaccination clinics every Wednesday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm Roz Brown. In addition to Texas, other clinics working to reach Latino families for COVID vaccinations are located in Arizona, Connecticut, Illinois, New Jersey, and Nevada. 
This Saturday, the Kansas City Local Investment Commission holds its first Caring Communities Day. The goal is to provide resources to families from signups for weatherization programs to free smoke detectors. It's at the Morningstar Youth and Family Life Center, and local partner agencies and organizations include the Fire and Police Departments, Evergy, Spire, and Kansas City Water Services. Janet Miles Barty with Blank hopes the event will bring awareness that pandemic resources are still available and that it'll be a time to come together and celebrate the community. We will have Evergy there. We will be talking to people about rental assistance, just really all kind of resources. One of the things that have come up that there's a shortage of baby formula, and we're going to try to have some baby formula and some other baby needs there for families. According to the Census Bureau's Household Pulse Survey, more than 35 percent of Missouri residents still struggle to pay for usual household expenses. I'm Lee Wolke reporting. Finally, Jonah Chester lets us know Illinois taking steps to increase higher education opportunities for people across that state. On Tuesday, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed two higher ed bills into law. One will create new support staff to help students find and get financial aid, and the other will compel schools to create equity plans to remove barriers for students from underrepresented communities. Emily Goldman with the Partnership for College Completion says the measures will help students stay enrolled once they enter college. These bills really are about ensuring that Illinois students have access to the resources that they need to access and persist in college. The Illinois Board of Higher Education reports the state's overall public university enrollment increased from 2019 to the most recent school year, although total enrollment for undergraduates alone dropped slightly in that time period. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. Member and listeners supported heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.